Genesis 1, vers 27. En God maakte de mens. Hij maakte hem zo dat hij heel veel op hem leek. De mens leek heel erg op hem. Hij maakte een man en een vrouw. God zegende hen en zei tegen hen, krijg veel kinderen, zodat er heel veel mensen komen. Ga over de hele aarde wonen en heers over de aarde. Zorg voor de vissen in de zee, de vogels in de lucht en de kruipende dieren. Amen. Halleluja. Now what I just want to establish and further on you will understand why I'm saying this. Wat ik nu wil vaststellen, is that it is a shame dat is een schaamte as a Christian als een christen to believe om te geloven that God dat God only created you jou alleen heeft gemaakt on this earth op deze aarde function om te functioneren rather than Midden, to be in his image maar in zijn evenbeeld te zijn made in his image om gemaakt in zijn evenbeeld te zijn now the bible says in um, genesis 2 verse 5 de bijbel zegt in genesis 2 vers 5 it says and every plant of the field before it was on the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the lord god had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground genesis 2 vers 5 in het begin waren er nog helemaal geen struiken op de aarde en groeide zelfs geen gras want de Heer God had het nog niet laten regenen. Er was ook nog niemand om de grond te bewerken. Amen. Amen. So now you might ask, why did God say that there was no man? Waarom zou God, dus je vraagt je misschien af, waarom zou God zeggen waarom er geen mens was? Well, in the former scriptures, terwijl in de eerste versen, heeft hij een man en een vrouw gemaakt. So there are two different things that God has created us dus for. Twee verschillende dingen waar God ons voor heeft gemaakt. And it is to be in his image. Het is om in zijn evenbeeld te zijn. And to function on the earth. En om te functioneren op aarde. Now we live in a generation. We leven in een generatie. That weathers have God. Die, die liever God hebben. To function on the earth. Dat, dat God laat functioneren op de aarde. So they want God. Ze willen God. To function. Dat God functioneert. For example, they want God for an anointing. God misschien voor een zalving. They want God for their deliverance. Voor hun bevrijding. They want God for their husband. Of voor hun echtgenoot. But they do not see the necessity. Maar ze zien niet de nodigheid. To be in the image of God. Om in het evenbeeld van God te zijn. And so we have been deceived by Satan. Zo zijn we misleid door Satan. Now, now we are going to the fall of the of man. Amen. Naar de val van de mens. I read from first um, Genesis 3. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God God had made, and he said unto the woman, Ye had God, yet ye had God said that ye shall not eat of every fruit, every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the of the, the fruit of the trees of the garment, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. The tree was good for food, um, the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant unto the eyes. And the and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and she gave also to her husband, and he did eat. Amen. Amen. You can just read the last verse, verse 6. Genesis 3, vers 6. Toen wilde de vrouw erg graag van de vruchten in de boom eten. Ze zag er zo aantrekkelijk uit. Ze wilde er zo graag van eten dat ze dan wijs zou worden. Ze plukte een vrucht van de boom en at hem op. Ze gaf er ook een aan haar man, die bij, die bij haar stond. Hij at de vrucht op. Amen. Amen. Then I just quickly read verse 9. Now after this, they have, they have sinned and they covered themselves with leaves. Because they saw that they were naked. And then verse 9 says that the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto Adam, where art thou? If you can translate it. Maar de Heer God riep Adam en zei, waar zit je? Now as I have said before, Zoals ik eerder heb gezegd, that God created everything. God maakte alles. And he saw that he, whatever he created. En hij zag wat hij maakte. So many times, dus vele malen, refer this scripture, refereren deze that that Adam that Adam was not seen in the spirit anymore. Werd niet meer gezien in de geest. But it was also in the physical. Maar was ook in de fysieke. Because before God saw everything that He made and He said it was good. Maar God zag eerst alles en Hij zei het was goed. Now God knew where Adam was. God wist waar Adam was. But the image of God. Maar het evenbeeld van God. Went out. Was weg. So now Adam was wandering in a place. Dus Adam liep op een plek. But he was not in God. Maar hij was niet in God. And so many of us come to church. Dus veel van ons komen naar de kerk. To conferences, we come to conferences, and we think that our appearance, and we think that also for is just everything that we need. 
alles is wat we nodig hebben. But his main goal maar zijn doel for people upon the earth voor mensen op aarde was to be in his image. Is dat mensen met zijn eigen mogen zijn. En niet om gewoon te functioneren. Do you really believe geloof je echt that God only placed you on the earth dat God je alleen op de aarde heeft geplaatst just to have an anointing to preach dat je gewoon een zalving hebt om te prediken just to have an anointing to pray om een, een zalving om te bidden. God is bigger than that. God is groter dan dat. So now he created we created everything and he saw that the image of God was went out of Adam. Dus hij, hij maakte alles en hij zag dat het evenbeeld weg was van Adam. So the image was out of Adam and dus now evenbeeld was weg van Adam. Adam was presented en Adam werd gepresenteerd to the life aan het leven under the law of death. Onder de, onder de wet van de dood. Now before that they lived under the law of the spirit. Voordat leefden ze onder de wet van de geest. Everything was free. Alles was vrij. And God said there were so many trees. En God zei er waren zoveel bomen. Just one tree you don't eat of. Maar vanaf één boom moet je niet eten. And then Satan. Maar Satan. What he mostly do to us. Wat hij ook met ons doet. He tries to present Christianity. Hij probeert het Christendom te presenteren. As a belief. Als een geloof. That you only have restrictions. Dat je alleen maar regels hebt. Je kan niet dit doen, je kan niet dat doen. And that is the reason why many of us don't give our life to Christ. En dat is de reden waarom velen van ons. Ik kan niet meer feesten, I cannot go to this, I cannot do my own things anymore. Ik kan niet meer mijn eigen dingen doen. But God has set so many trees. Maar God heeft zoveel bomen geplaatst. And the enemy allows you to only see what you cannot do. En de vijand laat je alleen maar laten zien dat je weet dat je niet mag doen. I know that every leader and every man of God can to testify that the, that the life in God is glorious. Ieder kan getuigen dat het leven van God glorieus is. Yes, you can be rich. Ja, je kunt rijk zijn. Yes, you can have everything that you desire. Je kunt alles hebben wat je wanneer je verlangt. But still live under the law of the spirit. Maar je leeft nog steeds onder de wet van de geest. Possible. Het is mogelijk. Now we are going to a story of the priest. We gaan naar het verhaal van de priester. Of priest of Eli. De priester Eli. Amen. So let us go to Samuel 1, 2 verse 17. Eerste boek van Samuel, hoofdstuk 2, vers 17. Ik lees in Jezus' naam. De Heer vond het heel erg wat Elie's zonen deden. Want daardoor hadden de mensen geen ontzag meer voor de offers van de Heer. Amen. Amen. En vers 18, please. En vers 18. Samuel diende de Heer in het heiligdom. Hij was nog maar een jongen en droeg eenvoudige linnenkleren. Amen. Amen. So now this was the story. Dit was dus het verhaal. Where the priest of Eli. Waar de priester in de Eli. was a descendant of Aaron. Die een afsta- afstandeling was van Aaron. Yes, he inherited the priestly um, um, office. Yes. Hij had de, de priester office. Yes, so he was a priest before the Lord. Amen. Ze was een priest voor de Heer. And now his sons. En nu zijn zonen. Were doing a lot of things in the house of the Lord. Deden heel veel dingen in het huis van God. And in verse 17. En in vers 17. It actually says that they lowered the standard of God. Zegt het eigenlijk dat ze het standaard hadden verlaagd van God. And he said, what is the thing that the Lord had said unto thee? Yes, here. It says, wherefore the sin of the young man was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. Now, if you just look in your generation, just look around in your mind, Als je dus kijkt naar je generatie, and see how the enemy has used people, and you see how the vijanden mensen heeft gebruikt, that even have the position, die zal de positie hebben, to lower the standard of the Lord, die de standaard van de Heer verlagen. We live in a time, we leven in een tijd, that people think it is okay, dat mensen denken dat het oké okay is, to just come with the hot pants to church, om het gewoon met een met een bepaalde broek naar de kerk te komen, to just offer anything unto the Lord. Om alles te offeren aan de Heer. En dan gewoon zomaar rond te leven. En nog steeds zeggen dat ze christenen zijn. En nog steeds zeggen dat ze de Heer dienen. Maar het is niet zo. Nou, de Bijbel zegt in vers 18: zegt, But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child, girded with a linen effort. En nu. God is raising a generation, and I believe also in this church. God doet een generatie opstaan en ook in deze kerk. That will lift up the standard of God once again. Die de standaard van de Heer weer op ons zal halen. Because it is still possible to live a holy God for God. Want het is nog steeds mogelijk om een holy life for God. Om een heilig leven te leven. It is still the standard to live righteous for God. Het is nog steeds de standaard om een rechtvaardig te leven voor God. And it is very normal to be on fire for the Lord. Het is heel normaal om vuur te zijn voor de Heer. Now let us see how how God called Samuel. Laten we zien hoe God samenwoont. I will just read very quickly in in chapter 3. It says, and the Lord uh, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open fishing. Just remark that if you have a as you know, And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, 
and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the Lamb of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, Samuel lay down to sleep. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here I am, for thou callest, um, callest me. And he said, I call it not, lie down again. And he went and lay down, and God called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not, my son, lay down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the, and the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said here am i for thou didst call me and eli preserved that the lord had called the child therefore eli said unto samuel go and lie down and it shall be if he called thee that thou shalt say speak lord for thy servant heareth so samuel went and lay down you can just read verse 8 and 9. ik lees het eerste boek van samuel 3 vers 8 en 9. en de heer riep samuel nog een keer voor de derde keer hij stond weer op ging naar Eli en zei, hier ben ik, u heeft mij toch geroepen? Toen begreep Eli dat de heer de jongen riep. Daarom zei Eli tegen Samuel, ga weer naar bed. En als hij je roept, moet je zeggen, spreek heer, ik luister. Samuel ging weer naar bed. Amen. Amen. So this was the call that Samuel had to be actually the one that, that would take over Eli. It was a roeping that Samuel had om Eli over te nemen. Because in that time, Want in die tijd, there was no open vision. Waren er geen open there was nobody that could call upon the Lord on the behalf of the people. There was niemand die kon roepen naar de Heer op, voor, de mensen. Now just know that the lamp was already turned off in this chapter. The lamp was al uit. And the lamp is actually standing for the presence of the Lord. And the lamp stood for the aanwezigheid van God. Now after that, and now that there was a war with the Philistines. Was an oorlog met de Philistijnen. And the Philistines, and the Philistines they won the battle. Ze de strijd gewonnen. And they had the Ark of the Covenant with them. En ze hadden het Ark van het Verbond met, met hun. Now I just read from first um from chapter 4 from verse 16. It says, and the man said unto Eli, I am he that cometh out of the army, and fled to and fled today out of the army. And he said, Where is there done, my son? And the messenger answered and said, Israel is fled before the Philistines. And there had been also a great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons also, Hophni and Phineas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass when, when he made mention of the ark of God that he fell off from his feet, um, that he fell off the seat backward and the side of the gate and his neck break and he died for he was an old man and heavy and he judged Israel 40 years. Now after this, I would just also read verse um, 21. It says, um, now this was the wife of um, one of the sons of Eli, amen? And she bare the child in that very time. And now they knew that the ark of God was taken away. The ark of God stands for the glory of God. The ark of God stands for the glory of God. And now as Eli heard, and Eli heard this, that the ark was departed, that the ark weg was genomen, then he died. Toen stierf hij. But he did not notice maar hij wist niet, that the lamp was already turned off. Dat de, lamp, dat de lamp al uit was. And so many of us dus van ons, have been waxed dim. Die zijn uitgedoofd. The, 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 the devil has deceived you de vijand heeft je misleid to make, to make you to think dat je denkt that it's okay to just live your life like that. Dat het oké okay is om gewoon zo je leven te leven. It's just okay to be comfortable. Dat het oké okay is om zo comfortabel te zijn. It's just okay to not really be on fire for God. Dat je niet echt vuur bent voor God. But you do not see that the fire has been quenched. Maar je weet, je ziet dat het vuur uitgedoofd is. And until you see that something happens in your life. En je ziet dat iets gebeurt in je leven. As the glory departed. Tot de glorie dus bijvoorbeeld weggaat. Then you want to come back to God. Dan wil je terug naar God. It is not so. So, let me read further. And now, um, verse 21, it says, And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel, because the ark of God was taken, and because her father-in-law and her husband, um, and, her, and her husband, and she said, The glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. Now we live in a generation we live in a generation that loves revival. They love to pray. They love to come to conferences. But they do not see that there is a missing link. Listen, we can open our mouths and pray in the Holy Ghost like never before. But if we, if we do not notice that the glory of God it is departing 
aan het weggaan is. Because of our attitude, onze houding, we will not see revival. Dan zullen we de opwekking niet zien. You see, revival is just one thing. Opwekking is gewoon één ding. It is an event. Het is een gebeurtenis. But what after revival? Maar wat gebeurt er na de opwekking? What will you do after your spirit is revived? Wat doe je na dat je geest opgewekt is? What will you do after church? Wat doe je na de kerk niet? The, 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 the generation that is now in the world. De generatie die nu in de wereld is. They are awaiting for sons and daughters to arise. Ze wachten dat zonen en dochters zullen opstaan. That will take the responsibility. Die de verantwoordelijkheid zullen nemen. And be the one that says. En degene zullen zijn die zeggen. That I will carry God. Dat ik zal God dragen. I will bring church. Judgment. I will restore the order of the Lord. Because you see, we live in a generation that does not like to submit. And to receive the glory of God, you need to submit. Now we all saw that Eli was um, that Samuel was called by the Lord. Amen. God called him. God called him. But he ran to the priest. Because he did not know yet. The way to really be be um to answer God. And his call. Now Eli was used as a person that would lead him. And now we live in a generation that people will say the Lord has called me. The Lord has told me this. And the Lord has told me that. But it is to submit maar het is om te onderwerpen to a set man aan een gekozen and a set woman en een gekozen vrouw. If you really want to arise in this generation, als je echt wil opstaan in deze generatie, because the thing is, want het ding is, if you do not do that, als je dat niet doet, you will use the thing that God has called you to do, dan zul je het geen gebruik wat God je hebt gegeven doen op de verkeerde manier. And it will be, it will be spoiled. En het zal verspild raken. Now I just want us to go to the story of Jacob in Doe. Genesis 32, I believe. We gaan het verhaal van ja ja Jacob. 31, please. Genesis 31. We can read from verse 1. Vanaf vers 1 en ik lees. Maar Jacob hoorde de zonen van Laban mopperen. Jacob heeft onze, heeft onze vader alles afgenomen. Hij is rijk geworden van alles wat eerst van onze vader was. Ook merkte hij dat Laban niet meer zo vriendelijk naar hem keek als eerst. Toen zei de heer tegen Jacob, ga terug naar je geboorteland en naar je familie. Ik zal met je zijn. Jacob liet... Rachel en Lea naar het veld komen waar hij met zijn kudde was. Hij zei tegen hen, ik heb gemerkt dat jullie vader niet meer zo vriendelijk naar me kijkt als eerst. Maar de God van mijn vader is het mij geweest. Ook weten jullie zelf dat ik heel erg hard voor jullie vader heb gewerkt. 7. Maar hij heeft mijn bedrogen en mijn loon wel tien keer veranderd. Maar God heeft ervoor gezorgd dat ik daar geen last van had. Yes, you can stop there. Now the verse 7 it says, and your father had deceived me and changed my wages. 10 times, but God suffered him not to hurt me. Now this was the story that um, that Jacob, that Jacob was um, working at Laban, bij Laban to receive Rachel as his wife. But Laban deceived Jacob. Maar Laban bedriegde Jacob. And he kept him longer than he was actually expected to stay. And he held him longer than who he must live. And there was a call of Jake. Uh, there was a call of God upon Jacob's life. And there was a roping from God on Jacob's life. Now God said in verse three that the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and thy kindred, and I will be with thee. So now, because he was still under Laban, and Laban deceived him, and changed his wages, and that is what many of us have done. Like we, the, the devil presents a deal before us. The same way he presented it unto Jesus. There was someone who had that presented in Jesus. If you would bow for me, you would gain all the kingdoms. It's the same way he said unto Jacob. If you, if you will work seven years, you will receive Rachel as your wife. Yes. So now we have come to the deal of the enemy. The enemy has presented it before us. And now it was unto us from to make the decision. What we will do. What we will do. Now many of us have made a mistake. And fallen in the trap. And now the enemy has kept you bonded. Has kept you captive. 
For so many years, you, you have been trying to come to church. You really want to receive God again. But you are still under the law of the spirit of death. You are still under the law of death. You are still under the thing that oppresses you. And God cannot come to you. Because you are still under death. And the enemy is wasting your years. It is like in this generation that is what the enemy does 14 years and you get a child 14 years and you get to jail 16 years and your whole life is spoiled it is not so for you today in the name of Jesus I pray that God might restore every year that the enemy has swallowed down in the name of Jesus he said, come back unto me. Because this was the same God that said to Abraham, go out of thy kindred. And now he said to Jacob, come back unto thy kindred. Come back. That is what God is calling to you right now. He is crying unto you. Because he knows that you are not really happy. You think that money and fame and everything will just fill that, that void that you have within you. But it will never, it will never fill that void. And only the, uh, the answer unto the call of God. That will be the thing that will fill that gap. Now let us go to Matthew 2. We gaan naar Matthäus, onze 22. Yes, you can just read from verse 1. Matthäus, onze 22, vers 1. Jezus vertelde hun weer iets in een vorm van een verhaal. Hij zei, je kan het koninkrijk van God vergelijken met een koning die voor zijn zoon een bruiloftfeest organiseerde. Toen hij alles klaar had, stuurde hij zijn dienaren om de gasten te gaan zeggen dat ze konden komen, maar de gasten wilden niet komen. Hij stuurde andere dienaren naar hem toe die opnieuw moesten zeggen, de maaltijd staat klaar, ik heb de beste dieren geslacht en alles staat klaar, kom naar de bruiloft. Maar de mensen hadden geen zin en gingen liever door met hun werk. De een ging naar zijn akker, de ander naar zijn winkel. Weer anderen grepen de dienaren en mishandelden en doden hem. Toen de koning dat hoorde, werd hij woedend. Hij stuurde zijn leger erop af. Hij liet de moordenaars doden en hun stad in brand steken. Daarna zei hij tegen zijn dienaren, alles is klaar voor het feest, maar de mensen die ik had uitgenodigd waren het niet waard om te komen. Ga daarom naar de grote wegen. Nodig iedereen die je daar ziet voor de bruiloft uit. De dienaren gingen, er, gingen en nodigden iedereen uit. Goede en slechte mensen. En ze namen hen mee naar de bruiloft. De feestzaal liep helemaal vol met mensen. De koning kwam binnen om te kijken wie er allemaal op het feest waren gekomen. Toen zag hij iemand die geen feestkleren aan had. Hij zei tegen hem, vriend, hoe komt het dat je je feestkleren niet aan hebt? En de man wist niets te antwoorden. Toen zei de koning tegen de bediende, beet hem aan zijn handen en voeten en gooi hem in het donkerste kerker. Daar zal hij huilen en met zijn tanden knarsen van spijt. Want veel mensen zijn uitgenodigd voor het feest... Hallelujah. I read from verse 11. It says, And when the king came into the into um, into see the guest, he saw that there, there that there a man which had not a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. And he and then said the king to the servant, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into the outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but a few are chosen. Now, I just want you to explain to you that, for especially for the new people, that a call unto God, returning unto God, is like a marriage. It is like what happened in in Genesis, God is willing to restore it. And so he sent his only begotten son, that was the image of God, 
beeld was van God. To restore the image of God. Om de evenbeeld van God te herstellen. And now there is a wedding. En nu is er een bruiloft. Awaiting for your arrival. Die wacht op jouw aankomst. And many do come. En vele komen. They come to church. Ze komen naar de kerk. They come to God. Ze komen naar They God. hear the word of the Lord. Ze horen het woord van de Heer. But where is your wedding garment? Maar waar zijn je feestkleren? Where is your salvation? Waar is je redding? Where is your spiritual life? Waar is je geestelijke leven? Where is your prayer life? Waar is je gebed? Where is your relationship with God? We have many people that come to the to the wedding. They come to the feast. They come to the conferences. But they have lost their wedding garments. And God is calling you today to take up once again the wedding garment and come to the relationship that I want with you. You see, many people do not believe that God really wants us to marry Him. It is a marriage. He did not only call you to function. He calls you to marry him. He wants to be your husband. And we his wife. But we just want to do our own thing. We just want to live our own life. And that is how we miss God in these days. There are a few people that will only really understand. That I need to marry God. It's a marriage. And his call. It's like a proposal. It's like God is going on his knees. And he's asking my son, my daughter. I want to marry you. I want to live with you. I do not only want to use you. And that's why the enemy has deceived us. Because our prayer is only God use me. God use me for your glory. God use me for this. God use me for that. But what about people that will cry for the relationship? with God. What about the people that will cry that Lord, your ark has left Amsterdam. God, I pray, may I be your ark. May I be your dwelling place. May I be the carrier of your glory. May I be the channel unto the nation that they might see you and glorify the Father. You see, whenever the Bible said in John 7, verse 38, that whosoever believes, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. As our apostle, our grandfather in the Lord said that to believe is to behave, we do not behave. We do not behave to be a carrier of God's glory. Just reflect on your life. And say, okay, my life looks like this. Will God tarry in this mess? And he really wants to do that. But it is time to clean up. It is time to clean up the mess. It is time to put those friends away that will lead you unto darkness. Because one day he asks, he will ask you, where is your garment? Where is your garment? I love that you came to church today. And I love that you are silent. And that you are not hyped. Because this word is a call unto the Lord once again. It is a call to lay down your own life and to be a carrier of God's glory. You see revival? Revival is for children. That's why God used the children of Israel. But there are sons and daughters that need to raise up. That needs to arise. To be a carrier of God's glory. And the answer unto the world. Let me just give a short testimony. I think it was yesterday or two days before. Um, my mother called my home. She was crying because her house was on fire. The roof was burning. She was just crying and crying. She couldn't speak. So I went to Rotterdam because my mother lives in Rotterdam. And I just came there. The house was like, I, I didn't have words. And she cried and she looked at me. She looked me in my face and she said, "Don't make children before you marry. Don't sin. Don't don't do. Don't live the life that I live. Because this is the result of it. You see, my mother doesn't know, but she's actually very wise. She understands." She understands the consequences of sin. And so her past life is coming now to result. The consequences are revealing itself. 
Openbaarde zichzelf. And she understood it. En ze begreep het. So now she said unto me. En zei dus tegen mij. That please don't live that life. Alsjeblieft leef niet dat leven. And that is what I want to tell you today. En dat ik je vandaag wil zeggen. Don't live the life of the world. Leef het leven van de wereld. Just leave it. It is not worth it. Dat is het niet waard. It will only cost you more and more and more. It will take you years to recover from that. Don't fornicate with that boy. Don't fornicate with that sister. Give your life to Christ. Surrender unto the life of the Spirit. Don't let the enemy deceive you. That there is no glory in in God. He is actually telling you that there is no glory in this world. Listen, nothing can can satisfy us 100%. If you have money, you are still searching for money. If you have sex, you will still search for sex. It will not satisfy the emptiness that is in you. But there was a Samaritan woman that was at the well. And, she, and Jesus said unto her that if you know who was standing before you, you will ask me as water. If you know that Jesus is awaiting at the altar before you, you would ask him to save your life. Because here we have a humble God that sent his only begotten son. And he's going on his knees today. And he is asking you, my son, my daughter, I want to marry you. I want to have fellowship with you. I want you to be my image. That is what God is calling today. Listen, the generation is crying. They're crying according to Romans. They are awaiting for sons to arise. And sons are not only those that will receive a revival. But that will deny themselves and, and allow God to live in them. You see, there was a Wednesday that my um, my leader Jamari was leading worship. And it was so powerful. And I was asking God, God, what is the price? What is the price? When I see my apostle preaching, I'm asking God, what is the price? What shall I do? And God said, you need to give all. And I thought I gave all. But he said, you need to give all. And that's why in the Bible, we can see that God revealed a dimension to a certain man and woman of God. For example, for Moses, God showed his back. Because... Jesus, his image was not revealed yet and the veil was still there so God couldn't reveal himself and then Jesus came on earth in a form of a man in a form as you and I and he denied himself because he knew what the price was and he was willing to lay down his life so that you and I can be sons unto the Lord so that you and I can arise in this generation because you know the time will get evil the time will get evil and people will begin to wax cold before the Lord and the funny thing is that we have a, we have a generation that likes to pray but they don't they do not they do not like to go to the secret place how can we pray unto God and we do not go to the secret place it is there where we are formed in his image and so we have people in position that have the anointing to operate but they do not have the image of God and God's all is crying out because this was not his main goal you see the book of apostle it says that God's greatest desire is for humanity to receive the totality of God so God doesn't not only want to solve your problem he wants to have you, he wants you to have him he wants you to have the very being of Jesus Christ he wants you to be made in his image. He wants you to become like him. Because that is the thing that will make you to go to heaven. Not your works. But to be in the image of God. To be in the image of God. To be in the image of God. There are only a few people that really want to, to, to sacrifice this sacrifice. And there are only a few people that really want to sacrifice this sacrifice. 
And I just came with the word of the Lord that en ben gekomen met het woord van de Heer dat there is no choice but to arise. Er is geen keuze dat dat het moet opstaan. Listen, it is an insult unto God to be a Christian. Er is een belediging naar God toe om een christen te zijn. And you are not on fire. En je bent niet vurig. It is an insult unto God to be a Christian. Er is een belediging naar God om een christen te zijn. And to not carry the glory of God. En niet de glorie van God te dragen. Because that is what God called us to do. Want dat is wat God ons heeft geroepen om te doen. And He said in His word that He will not allow His word to return unto Him void. En hij zei tegen tegen is dat woord dat zijn woord niet leeg zal terugkeren. We need to be in the in the image. En dus we moeten in evenbeeld zijn. Our function needs to also arise. Onze functie moet eigenlijk ook doen opstaan. We also need to function in God on the earth. We moeten ook functioneren be- op aarde. Because God can also judge us for that. Want God kan ons ook daarvoor oordelen. And the world is awaiting for your gift. En de wereld wacht op jouw gaven. But first, become in the image of God. Maar Word eerst zoals het evenbeeld van God. Come before the Lord. Kom voor de Heer. And say, Lord, today I just want to be like you. En zeg, Heer, vanavond wil ik zoals u zijn. When was the last time that we prayed prayers like that? Wanneer was de laatste keer dat we zo bijden? That we buried in the presence of the Lord. Verbleven in de presence van God. Not because of an attack of the enemy. No, but we are carrying it in glory. Nee, we blijven in glorie. God, God did not make you to 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 attack the enemy all of your life. God heeft niet gemaakt dat het feitje in zijn hand in, 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 the, in the Bible. Zie in de Bijbel. God supplied all the needs of Adam and Eve. Hij voorziende van alle nood van Adam en Eva. But he still gave them a choice. Maar hij gaf ze nog steeds een keuze. And the choice was tested when Satan came. En, en, en die keuze werd getest toen Satan kwam. And it was not to blame God. En het was niet om God de schuld te geven. That God did something wrong with the creation. Dat God iets mis had gedaan met no, de. No, it is we that need to make the choice. En het is wij die de keuze moeten maken. To believe in God. Om in God te geloven. And to follow Him. En om Hem te volgen. And so God is calling forth. Dus God roept. The ushers. De, de orderwerkers. To be a priest unto the Lord. Om een priester te zijn voor de Heer. Don't you know that as an usher you are a Levite? Als een orderwerker ben je een Levite. You don't understand your calling. It's a calling. Even the Bible explains how the Levites were preparing the work of the Lord. They were putting this in order and this in order. Ze brachten alles in orde. But you just don't care. Maar het boeit je gewoon niet. Just come to church. Je komt gewoon naar de kerk. And you think that And that is how the world is looking at us. En dat is hoe de wereld naar ons kijkt. You see, my mother once told me. Mijn moeder zei me ooit. That I do not want to. I want. I do not want to give my life to Christ. Ik wil mijn leven geven aan Christus. Because many Christians are poor. Want vele Christenen zijn arm. And it, 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 it strikes my heart. En, en het raakt me. Because it is not that it, that it is so. Want is dat zo? But that is the image that you receive from the world. Want als je het beeld is dat gekregen. So as long as we do not arise, the world will see Christianity like this. If we do not arise, als wij niet opstaan, and lift up the banner of righteousness, and 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 rechtvaardigheid op opdoen, the people of the world, the men, will just be sinning before our eyes. They won't have respect for us. So God is calling for His people. Come to the altar of the Lord. Come and take once again your wedding garment on. Be a carrier of my glory. But it's awaiting for you. But you just need to arise. You just need to accept the call of the Lord. And you might think that God is... The, the, the Christian life is not for me. And you think misschien dat dat Christendom niet voor mij is. You're simply being bewitched. You are being bewitched. It is the enemy that is whispering that into your ears. And the vijand die fluistert in je oren. Because one day, one day, want op een dag, you and I will stand before the King. We zullen voor de koning staan. And he will present this day unto you. And he said, "Didn't I call you unto me?" And he said, "Didn't I call you unto repentance?" Didn't I call you to carry my glory? Heb ik niet geroepen om mijn glorie te dragen? To be made in my image. Om te maken, om gemaakt te zijn bij evenbeeld. Maar je ontkende het. So God is calling you forth. En God roept je dus. Don't think about the wasted years. Denk niet aan de verspilde jaren. We can recover all. Want we kunnen alles herstellen. We can recover all. We kunnen alles herstellen. But open your heart to receive Jesus Christ. Open je hart om Jezus Christus te ontvangen. And know that if you do not answer the call. En weet dat als je de roeping niet antwoordt. The wages is death. De 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 loon ervan is dood. And you might think, how can a loving God send send people that do not believe in Him but live a good life to hell? En je zou denken, waarom zou God goede mensen naar de hel sturen? You will not allow somebody just to enter your house. Je zou niet zomaar iemand toestaan in je huis. Without a relationship. Zonder een relatie. You don't go into intimacy with somebody you do not know. Je hebt geen gemeenschap met iemand die je niet kent. And that is the same with God. En zo is het ook met God. But we just think that we can just do everything with God. We denken dat we gewoon alles met God kunnen doen. And so He is calling for people that will raise up a standard once again. 
that will arise in this generation and will obey the voice of the Lord. That will obey the voice of the Lord. That will obey His will and His call unto righteousness. You see what the enemy likes to do? is to deceive you with the pleasures of the world and so you do everything that you would like to do and then after all those years I will, let us go to Genesis once again I will read this story from, from Jacob once again now I will read out of let me see first um, thir chapter 31 because my time is up verse 13 and 14 it says I am the Lord God of Bethel whom thou anointest the pillar and thou vowest a vow unto me now arise go thee out of this land return unto thy kindred and Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him is there yet any portion of our inheritance for us in our father's house are we not counted of him strangers for he had sold us and had quite devoured also our money and this is what the enemy do, does with us. And what the with us do. When we do what he wants, when we do what he, wants, he will just sow you, sell you. He will just sell you out. You will just have sex with multiple people. And when you are coming home, you are crying because you are empty from the inside. And so today, I came to call you that God wants to recover all the all the years that are wasted. So. I'm devoted to your praise and forever to your name. You are good, you are kind. I Vers 1 tot 4. Toen zong Mozes met de Israëlieten de dit lied voor de Heer. 
De Heer is geweldig. Van hem wil ik zingen. Hij stortte de paarden en de ruiters in de zee. De Heer is mijn kracht. Voor hem is mijn lied. Want hij heeft mij gered. Hij is mijn God. Hem prijs ik. Ik prijs de God van mijn vader. De Heer is een held. Zijn naam is Heer. Hij heeft de strijdwagens van, van de farao en zijn legers in de zee gestort. Egypte's helden verdronken in de Rietzee. Amen. Yes, so the backstory of this is that God delivered the Israelites God, God out of the land of Egypt. Uit het land van Egypte. And so they were singing a song of triumph. Dus ze zongen een lied van overwinning. They were happy that the Lord had delivered them. Ze waren blij dat de Heer hen had Amen. bevrijd. Let us go to Isaiah chapter 12. Laten we gaan naar Jesaja hoofdstuk 12. Verse 1 to 6. Verse 1 to 6. If you're there, say amen. Amen. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1 to 6. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day ye shall say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Amen. Jesaja hoofdstuk 12. In die tijd zullen de mensen zeggen, ik prijs u heer, want u was erg boos op mij, maar nu niet meer. Nu troost u mij. U bent mijn redder. Ik zal op u vertrouwen en niet meer bang zijn, want u bent mijn kracht en mijn lied. U heeft mij gered. Dan zal de Heer jullie bron van blijdschap zijn. En in die tijd zullen jullie zeggen, dank de Heer, aanbid hem. Vertel de volk wat hij allemaal heeft gedaan. Vertel dat hij de machtige God is. Zing voor de Heer, want hij heeft geweldige dingen gedaan. De hele wereld moet het weten. Juich en jubel bewoners van Sion, want de geweldige en heilige God van Israël woont bij jullie. Amen. Halleluja. So I, you can take your seat. Je kunt plaatsnemen. Just try to follow me for everyone that is in here. Maar te volgen, so I was explaining that the topic of my message is the joy of God's salvation. De vrede van God zijn redding. So what is the joy of God's salvation? Wat is dus de vreugde van God zijn redding? It is the joy that is produced within your spirit. Het is de vreugde die wordt gemaakt in je geest. Whenever God has delivered you, wanneer God je heeft bevrijd, liberated you, en je heeft bevrijd, or saved you, of je heeft gered, from the hands of the enemy, van de handen van de vijand. So whenever one comes to Christ, wanneer iemand komt tot Christus, if the person comes genuinely als degene oprecht naar Christus komt, degene ontvangt de vrede, vreugde van Gods redding. You can also see it as the first time you gave your life to Christ, for instance. Je kan het zien als bijvoorbeeld de eerste keer dat je leven gaf. When I gave my life to Christ, toen ik mijn leven gaf van Christus, there were just tears falling down my face. Ik moest helemaal huilen. And sometimes when I evangelize, en soms wanneer ik aan de evangelisering, ik vertel de mensen, I struggled to explain why I was crying. En ik, ik heb moeite om uit te leggen waarom ik huilde. But it is until this period, maar tot deze periode. It is the joy of God's salvation that enters a person. Leg de God maar uit dat het de vreugde is van God. The people, the children of Israel, the kinder van Israël, they were delivered out of the land of Egypt. Ze waren bevrijd uit het land van Egypte. And they received the the joy of God's salvation. En ze ontvingen de vreugde van God. Hallelujah. So what is the function of the joy of God's salvation? What is the function of the joy of God's salvation? It is very necessary in the life of every Christian. It is heel nodig in de leven van elke Christen. Because it helps you to stand against tribulation. Want het helpt om te staan tegen moeilijkheden. It helps you to stand against trials. It helps you to stand against moeilijkheden. You see, the joy of God's salvation is it differs, differs from what we see as happiness. The vreugde van God's redding it is verschillend dan wat wij zien als blijdschap. We can see it all over in the Bible when Paul speaks about. Waar Paulus sprak over. The fact that he was happy in tribulation. Hij was blij in moeilijkheden. It is not the same as happiness. Het is niet hetzelfde als blijdschap. It is a spiritual deposit that the Lord gives onto you. Het is een geestelijke iets wat God in je geeft. And if you don't have the joy of God's salvation. You cannot stand against your enemies. You cannot stand against the things that the enemy places on your path. You cannot stand against what the enemy places on your path. And so, whenever one gives his life genuinely, is when he oprecht your life gives. The Lord produces the joy of God's salvation. Produces the Heer the fruit of God's salvation. Further, we go further. Somebody say the joy of God's salvation. Must have the fruit of God's salvation. Hallelujah. 
So the, God, the joy of God's salvation, many people feel it as the first love. Velen zien het als de eerste liefde. The first love, the first time encounter that they have. De eerste ontmoeting die ze hadden. But it's not merely that. Maar het is alleen dat. It is also the urge in you. Het is ook de drang in that jou. desires to seek the Lord. Die verlangt om de Heer te zoeken. Whenever someone does not have the joy of God's salvation. Wanneer iemand niet de vreugde heeft van God's salvation. The person struggles with keeping up a prayer life. Het is een persoon moeite om een gebed te houden. Because the joy of God's salvation causes you to seek Him. Want de vreugde van God's redding zorgt ervoor dat je Hem zoekt. Sometimes you will hear people say Soms dat zeggen, I struggle with praying ik heb met gebed. That, listen is it normal that I am friends with Lois is it normal as with and Lois? I tell her that I struggle with talking to her and I have a problem with her there is an praten. issue there it means I don't delight in my relationship with her that means that the person has lost the joy of God's salvation it causes you to struggle to keep up a spiritual life and if you're honest many people have lost the joy of God's salvation. They have the fruit of God's salvation. They serve God because it is a necessity. So they don't serve God because they delight therein. So, but tonight the Lord wants to restore the joy of God's salvation. The fruit of God's salvation. You see, there was a time when you wanted to seek the Lord. There was a time when you wanted to seek the Lord. And I was speaking about it. And whenever we are in a service, we feel the need to go deeper. We feel the need to pray Survive the wilderness phase. Oh. So that's in the wilderness phase, and it's never over. Listen, everything you start has a wilderness phase. Alles waar mee begint is een wilderness phase. Business, it will have a wilderness phase. I said then, I tell you, but things will get dry. People don't see your products. People don't see what you're selling. They see what you're selling. In a marriage, there will be a time. A wilderness time. You will get frustrated with your partner. You will get frustrated with your partner. You will see the flaws of your partner. You see the. But will you survive the wilderness phase? But so the wilderness phase. You see, that is when you actively and aggressively seek the Lord. That is when you actively and aggressively seek the Lord. That is when you decide to stand up. Because in the beginning, God was looking for you. But in the wilderness 
And I put this scripture. But then three days, three days ago, I read the scripture again, and I was like, "This is actually explaining what I want to say." I don't know if it's on the screen. The first three, twelve, verse three. This Bible says, "Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation." Therefore, listen. Therefore, with joy. Daarom met vreugde shall ye draw zal je water water nemen out of the wells uit de putten of salvation van redding. You see when you're in a wilderness phase, when you're in a wilderness phase, the bed, only thing that can keep you, het enige wat je kan behouden, is the joy of the Lord. Is the fruit of the Lord. If it isn't for that joy, you will surrender. Die vreugde, you will die. And you will die. And the Christians have died there. And the wilderness stage has cost so many people their salvation. The wilderness phase has cost so many people their salvation. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, will you survive the wilderness? Vraag je buur, zul je de wilderness overleven? Will you survive the wilderness? Zul je de wilderness overleven? Somebody say the promised land. Iemand zegt het beloof, beloof, beloof de land. My, si- my sister was leading worship and I was like, don't preach my message. <laughs> Because she was saying this. She said it. She was saying that to return to God is to reach the promised land. Om terug te keren naar God is om de belofte land te Because the waarde. people don't go on because they can't see the promised land in front of them. Mensen gaan niet verder omdat ze het beloofde land niet kunnen zien. The wilderness is a lonely place. The wilderness is an is an place. You won't even be able able to see. The promised land. So the ancient of beloved land seen. I remember when I was in the wilderness phase. Toen ik in de wilderness phase was. I'm saying it will come only once. It can come multiple times. Kom, kom meer. But at that moment, you just feel so weak. Op dat moment voel je gewoon zo zwak. And the prayers you pray to Him is in worship. En de gebeden die je bent is alleen aan God. It's a cry out to God. It's only my own But when you endure there, you receive. You come into the promised land. Dan kom je in het beloofde land. The promised land. The below the land. It's a state where someone ends. It's a state where someone ends. And realizes that a person is nothing without God. But a person beseft ik ben niet zonder God. Do you want to know why new people, like new new people that come to church, they cannot worship God? Mensen die pas zijn bekeerd kunnen God niet aanbidden. Because this process is not familiar to them. Want deze proces dit proces is niet. If a Christian hasn't been through the wilderness stage, als een Christen niet in de wilderness stage, the person never knows how to worship. Weet die persoon nooit hoe echt te aanbidden. Worship is a result. Aanbidding is een resultaat dat je niet bent zonder God. En zo in dat periode leerde ik hoe te aanbidden. Ik leerde hoe te bouwen. Ik leerde dat er niemand om me heen is. Er zijn alleen maar mensen in het beloofde land. Ze kunnen gewoon zo plat liggen. Het moet niet. Het probleem met jou is dat je bent zo trots. Je aanbidt niet in de manier waar je aanbidt wordt. Het beloofde land. Where you know how to worship him. 
land waar je weet hoe je moet aanbidden. Wil je op hoe je hem kunt bouwen? The promised land. Het beloofde land. After this conference, we should reach there. Na de deze conferentie moet je daar komen. We have returned unto God. Hallelujah. Ik zal niet stoppen tot we terugkeren naar God. Say the promised land. Het beloofde land. The promised land. Het beloofde land. Look at Job. Kijk naar Job. He never lost the joy of his salvation. Hij verloorde nooit de vreugde van zijn redding. See every fiber of his being. Elk elk deel van zijn van zijn zijn. I'm making it difficult for her. It was channeled to God. Het werd everything around Job. Alles om om te leren Job. Was verbonden met God. And so I want to talk to you about the killers of the joy of God's salvation. Hallelujah. I want you to know what is the thing that is killing your joy in Christ. What is the thing that the fear in your joy? You need to know. You need to know. You need to know. You need to know. Let us go to John chapter 15. Let's go to John chapter 15. Verse 10 and 11. Verse 10 and 11. If you're there, say Amen. If you're there, say Amen. I read in the name of Jesus. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and your joy might be full. Amen. Johannes 15, verse 10 and 11. Als jullie doen wat ik zeg, zullen jullie vol zijn van mijn, zullen jullie vol van mijn liefde zijn, net zoals ik doe wat de Vader mij heeft gezegd. Daarom ben ik vol van zijn liefde. Ik zeg het tegen jullie, zodat mijn vreugde in jullie zijn en jullie vreugde vermaakt zal zijn. Amen. So we can read here that the Bible says, if you keep my commandments, als je mijn beloftes houdt, you will abide in my love. Als je verblijft in mijn liefde. And I go to verse 11. En ik ga naar vers 11. These things have I spoken unto you. Dat heb ik gesproken tot jullie. That my joy might remain in you. Dat mijn vreugde in jullie zal verblijven. And that your joy might be full. En dat jullie vreugde vermaakt zal zijn. Hallelujah. See the reason why people are discontent within Christ. The reason why people have lost the joy of their salvation. Of the fear of the redeemed. Because of their own disobedience to God. 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 Onderweg. He has stolen the joy of God's salvation in your life. Die de vreugde van Gods redding heeft gestolen in je leven. He said the story of David. Ik hoor het verhaal van David. When he murdered someone. Toen hij iemand doodde. And he committed fornication even. En hij pleegde seksuele zonde zelfs. And he asked the Lord that God restore unto me. Herstel aan mij. The joy of God's salvation. De vreugde van uw redding. See, sin is a thief of the joy of God's salvation. Is het stil de vreugde van God's redding? The reason why you're not content is because you have sinned alongside the way. De reden dat je niet tevreden bent is omdat je zonde. And the Lord wants to call you onto holiness. And the Lord wants to call you onto holiness. Because you don't understand that if you engage in that pleasure, but you begin to see that God's joy to be stolen. God needs your vulnerability. God needs your vulnerability. He needs you to stop covering up and to come clean. He will stop that you with stopping. As I was saying, that grace lands or rests upon the humble. Genade berust op zij die nederig zijn. And I want to explain to you what I mean with pride. And I will add that we do with trust. Because pride is not only when you say I'm the best of all. Trust is not only when you say I'm the best of all. Pride is when you decide to wake up and you don't pray. It's when you upstart and you decide to pray. You decide that you can live your life the way you want to. That you can live on the money you have. You decide that you can just live without God. That you can live without God. And so you won't have grace resting upon you. Because you think you can live without God. That you think that you can live without God. You think you can live without the source. You think that you can live without the source. Ze kunnen de vreugde van Gods redding verliezen. Want je hebt jezelf een bron gemaakt van je eigen leven. En je begint te 
Because that's what you produce yourself. Whenever I buy a shoe, I produce happiness. I make myself the source of my own life. Ik maak mezelf de bron van mijn eigen leven. Maar God wil remind you that he is the source of joy. En hij de bron is van de Herken dat wanneer je de vreugde van God hebt verloren. Een van de tekenen dat je Gods vreugde hebt verloren. Dat je verlamd bent in de aanwezigheid van God. Of gevoelloos. Je begrijpt me? Die mensen hebben gewoon. How can I even explain it? The move of God doesn't move them anymore. De beweging van God beweegt ze niet meer. Death within their walking Christ. Ze zijn dood in een wandel met Christus. Why? Because the joy of God's salvation has been taken away. Want de vreugde van Gods redding is weggenomen. The presence of God left with it. De aanwezigheid van God is omweg. Because remember when I said, when you lose the joy of God's salvation, you have lost God. Wanneer de vreugde van Gods redding mis, dan heb je God verloren. In the presence of God. Dus ze worden gevoelloos in de aanwezigheid van God. They do not know how to yield to the spirit of God anymore. Ze zijn niet door zichzelf moeten overgeven aan de geest van God. They do not even know what to Wanneer ze gebed zijn, weet je wat ze moeten zeggen. Ze kennen niet de God die hem ooit heeft gered. Het is een teken dat de vreugde van Gods redding weggenomen is. We moeten de vreugde van Gods redding. De vreugde van Gods redding. Wanneer je moeite om te bidden. Erken het. Dat je de vreugde van Gods redding hebt gemist. Wanneer je gebed als een taxie. In plaats van een vreugdevolle ervaring. Hebben de vreugde van Gods redding gemist. Zoals wanneer je opstaat en je wilt iemand een boodschap sturen, vroeg met God spreken, kan het teken zijn dat je de vreugde van God verloren hebt. Want wanneer de vreugde van God verloren in je leven is, dan is je de vreugde van God verloren. En dat de vreugde komt van met God praten. Ik wil iemand opstaat vandaag. Ik ben de vreugde van Gods redding. 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 Ik ben de vreugde van Gods red